to Locked in a Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Souter from The Panic Room Gravesend. Today, we're going to be talking about what is behind the locked door of how to run an escape room during modern times. You're joining me today on a miserable Thursday evening with the rain pouring down, so let's get to it. Okay, so settle in today because we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of one of the most exhilarating parts of running an escape room. It's not just about creating a room filled with puzzles and riddles. No, it's about donning multiple hats and embracing the master of many trades. So, let's dive in. Picture this, you're standing in the centre of a whirlwind. To your left is a vision of a thrilling narrative for your next escape room. To your right, an employee schedule that needs to be tweaked. Above you, there's a light bulb that needs changing, and below, a marketing strategy to lure the next batch of escape room enthusiasts. It's a juggling act, and guess what? That's just a Tuesday. The beauty and chaos of this industry lie in the fact that one isn't just a designer, a manager, a marketer, or a technician. Unfortunately, sometimes you are all of them, sometimes at once. Each role requires a unique set of skills, and let me tell you, it's like switching between different TV channels every few minutes. As a designer, you're shaping worlds, crafting stories, and envisioning intricate puzzles that will challenge and captivate your customers. It's about creating storytelling and that innate understanding of human psychology, what makes a puzzle just the right amount of difficult. And then bam, you switch gears to manager mode. Suddenly it's about overseeing operations, ensuring that your team is motivated, trained, and that everything runs like a well-oiled machine. And if it doesn't, you need to get in there and fix it. And oh, when you think you've just got a moment to breathe, the marketer within wakes up. In a world filled with choices, how do you make sure that the escape room enthusiasts and customers pick your room? It's about campaigns, social media hustle, and understanding the latest trends. Then, lastly, as a technician, you're the superhero in the shadows. Those electronic puzzles don't fix themselves. And there's a unique thrill in ensuring the tech seamlessly integrates into the room's narrative. It's about wires, codes, and sometimes just finding a pesky battery that's gone bust. And here's the real secret sauce, folks. Continuous learning. This industry evolves at a lightning pace. And the escape room that was a hit last year might feel outdated this year. It's a marathon, not a sprint, of consistently upgrading skills, understanding emerging tech, and always, always keeping the user experience at the forefront. So, any of you budding escape room entrepreneurs out there, remember this. It's a thrilling ride. You'll wear many hats, sometimes all at once, and sometimes none at all. But the real magic lies in evolving, adapting, and being that ever-curious student of the game, And trust me, there's no other ride quite like it. So we've delved a little bit into the multitude of roles one must undertake in the world of escape rooms, but here's another little secret. Just like those who enter our escape rooms, sometimes we're equally stumped. Let's unravel the enigma of the unknown in the business. So you've seen the various hats that one has to wear, designer, manager, marketer, technician. So... Here's the hat that's invisible, yet omnipresent, the detective's hat. Because there are days when issues pop up and you're left scratching your head wondering what on earth caused that. And let me tell you that feeling is both exhilarating and let's be honest, downright frustrating. 
Whether it's an unexpected glitch in a high-tech puzzle or a sudden dip in bookings, sometimes we're not even sure what the problem is, let alone how to solve it. It's these moments where the real test begins. It's not just about what you know, but about your resilience and ability to dive into the unknown. It's about digging deep, researching, understanding patterns, and sometimes even going back to the drawing board. Resistance is our most reliable teacher. It's through those hard testing times that we sharpen our deductive reasoning skills. Imagine piecing together a puzzle without seeing the bigger picture. You rely on instinct, experience, and sometimes a little bit of luck. But time is also our ally. Quick fixes might seem tempting, but true solutions often require patience. It's about stepping back, analyzing, testing hypotheses, and learning from failures. And trust me, with each solved issue, the gratification is akin to an escapologist finding their way out just in the nick of time. So for those of you in the industry and even our avid escapists, remember that not knowing the answer isn't a failure. Perhaps just see it as an invitation, an invitation to learn, adapt, and ultimately conquer. And just like our escape room, the thrill is as much in the journey as it is the escape. Now, taking you a little bit more behind the curtain. So remember how we talked about managing the myriad of challenges that come with running escape rooms? Well, what if I told you that we have rooms thousands of miles away, like our gem, the Panic Room in Niagara Falls. There's an art in remote troubleshooting and the occasional dream of telekinesis. Imagine this, you're relaxing, you're at home sipping a beer and your phone buzzes with a message. There's a hiccup at the Panic Room Niagara and you're, well, 6,000 miles away. What do you do? Now, if it's a tech glitch or a computer issue, we have it fairly sorted. We can remotely dial in, click a few buttons, and voila, problem usually resolved. But what about the physical components within the rooms? Oh, if only we had a human version of TeamViewer, right? It's in these moments where we wish that we could just momentarily take over someone's hands, fix that misaligned piece of wire, uh, and adjust that prop just right. But alas, until we have some cool sci-fi tech uh, to make that happen, we rely on our wonderful team there, a team that has time and again proven their resourcefulness and commitment. The challenges of remote management have truly made us appreciate the importance of clear communication, trust, and training. And our team at Niagara, they've pretty much nailed it. On a lighter note, there's a silver lining to all of this. We're actually gearing up to head over there soon, a chance to reconnect with our team, see firsthand the magic that they've been weaving, and of course indulge in the sheer wonder of the Niagara Falls itself. If you haven't seen it, folks, add it to your bucket list. It's a sight that leaves you honestly breathless. So next up, we wanted to talk about deadlines. Today we'll be diving into the thrilling race against time that's inherent to our world. We're talking deadlines, so get ready, because just like an escape room, every second counts. Now, we all love the thrill of solving puzzles, the adrenaline rush when the final key turns and the door opens, but let me tell you, that's not just an experience exclusive to players. As creators, we're racing towards our own set of timers, deadlines. Picture this, a burst of creativity hits, and you have this amazing idea for an escape room. It's unique, it's gripping, and, well, it's just an idea. From that eureka moment to actually ushering in players into a fully functional room, the journey is a heck of a roller coaster. But here's the catch. 
Creativity, as boundless as it may seem, often has to dance with the very real, very tangible constraints of business timelines. You might want to create an intricate multi-room story with tech that's never been seen before, but the, the calendar taps you on the shoulder whispering, tick-tock, tick-tock. Balancing that unfettered creativity with the hard lines of a business schedule, that's an art form in of itself. It's about prioritizing, understanding what's feasible, and sometimes making those tough calls and what to keep and what to tweak. Now, let's break down the process a little bit. Step one is the concept, dreaming up the narrative, the setting, the characters. This is where the sky's the limit. And then bam, we hit design. This involves detailed sketches, picking out props, figuring out where every nook and cranny goes. And guess what? Sometimes what looked amazing in your head doesn't quite pan out on paper. Back to the drawing board. Next up is the actual building phase. Walls go up, tech gets wired in, and props find their homes. But, aha, a wall is too close to a prop, making a clue too visible, or the tech, as fancy as it is, keeps glitching and not working as you intended. This is where our problem-solving hats are firmly on. Finally, you've then got the live tests. With fresh eyes coming in, it's a treat to watch them. Some puzzles are too easy, some insanely hard. Feedback is gold, and then changes are absolutely inevitable. So you see, the path from idea to open room isn't necessarily a straight line. It's a bit of a zigzag, usually filled with bottlenecks. But there's creativity, challenges, and constant evolution as these rooms come together. And always, always, with the ticking clock reminding us of the grand opening date, which we always love to set for ourselves. So to sum it up, that while our players battle the timer inside the rooms, we creators dance with our own timelines outside. But the end goal is always the same, delivering an unforgettable experience. And that's something that we've actually managed to do well over 30 times in the last seven years. So for some of our personal experiences, let's pull back the curtain even more, sharing some of our hair-raising against-the-clock tales from our own archives. Trust me, these adventures are worthy of their own escape rooms. Let's take a trip down memory lane to 2016. Ah, youthful enthusiasm, right? So we had this brilliant idea, right? Why not build not just one, but two rooms simultaneously? And, oh, uh, just do it in two weeks. Sounds crazy. It was. There I was, staring at unfinished puzzles, walls that needed painting, and props scattered everywhere. At one point, I can't deny, I might have taken a little time out on the floor with a little bit of a fetal position. Night after night, Monique and I would end up just crashing on the lobby sofas. Catching a wink of sleep before diving back in first thing in the morning. Was it gruelling? Yeah, absolutely. But by some miracle and a lot of caffeine, we did it. We opened both rooms on time. Of course, there were, let's call them, unexpected surprises. You know, tech glitches, props not working quite right. But hey, what's life without a few hiccups? And that's ultimately how the original room, the Don, and Urgency ended up coming to life. Now, if you thought that was an edge-of-your-seat tale, brace yourself for the saga of the Wizard of Oz build. Oh, where to begin? So, just as we were knee-deep in construction, our manager... Uh, unfortunately decided to move on. So, there we were, juggling the daily operations of our escape rooms and also trying to bring Oz to life. 
The pressure was immense. There were nights, or should I say early mornings, where we found ourselves in the courtyard sawing apart a wicker basket at 3am. The things we do for love, right? Come opening day, I was slated to train our staff, ensuring everything went smoothly. But, to be perfectly honest, I was beat, burnt out, running on absolute fumes. But that's where Monique, the absolute saviour that she is, stepped in. She took charge and made sure that our first games in Oz were magical and seamless. So there you have it folks, behind the polished props, the intriguing narratives and the perfectly timed clues, there's a whirlwind of hard work, dedication and sometimes just sheer determination. Deadlines, as menacing as they can be, have also shown us the strength of our team, our passion and our unwavering support. Deadlines, as menacing as they can be, have also shown us the strength of our team, our passion and our unwavering commitment to giving you the best escape room experience possible. Now, another intrinsic part of escape rooms is not only just the rooms, but of course, the employees, the games masters. You could well call them the heart of the escape room business. Now, our incredible team, without them, the doors wouldn't be open and the puzzles wouldn't function. But finding the right people and creating that special blend of chemistry, that's all in a day's work. First things first, finding the right talent. It's a bit like cracking an intricate code. Experience is a great asset, sure, but passion, that's a real game changer. I remember when we first started hiring, we were tempted to lean heavily on resumes where maybe people had prior escape room experience, but during that time, there wasn't really as many people that had escape room experience. But here's what we learned. You can teach someone the ins and outs of a game, but you can't instill a genuine love for the craft. That said, it's not always a clear choice. There's this balance between someone with the know-how and someone with that fire in their eyes excited about creating unforgettable experiences for our players. Now, once you've got that dream team, or maybe even before they become the dream team, the real work begins. The environment they step into every day, the vibe they sense, it's crucial. Now, we always strive for a positive, encouraging space. Think about it, if your team loves coming to work, they feel valued and heard, that energy will permeate through the escape rooms, enhancing the player's experience. But this is a very tricky thing to do on scale and also meeting everyone's individual expectations, wants and needs. Managing team dynamics is a bit like ensuring all the gears in the clock move smoothly. Differences will arise and that's okay. And it's all about open communication, trust, and sometimes just sitting down and hashing things out. There's been days of sheer joy, some filled with challenges, and times that we've had to make some tough calls. But through it all, what stands out is the journey we've been on as a team. From those first nervous interviews to celebrating milestones, it's been a ride unlike any other. Now, let's talk about personal growth, and unfortunately, some of the hiccups that can emerge along the way. One of the most rewarding aspects of being in the escape room industry, and trust me, there are many, is witnessing firsthand the personal transformation of some of our team members. It's nothing short of magical seeing someone start as a timid newbie and over time emerge confident, 
brimming with ideas, and most importantly, owning their space. And it's not just about their growth within the company, though it's always heartwarming to see them rise through the ranks. It's about seeing that spark ignited within them, witnessing them embrace the challenges head on and becoming an integral part of our story. That said, life is rarely a linear journey. And while there are many tales of triumphs, there are also those of missed opportunities. It's always heart-wrenching, both as a business owner and just as a fellow human being, to see exceptionally talented individuals, those who light up the room just by being in it, sometimes stumble. And not due to external circumstances, but by the choices that they make. I've seen team members who were on a trajectory to greatness, only to watch them, for the lack of better phrase, shoot themselves in the foot. Those moments are tough. They're filled with conversations that no one wants to have. And sometimes the consequences are dire, leading us to part ways and never knowing what could have been. It's a sobering reminder that potential, no matter how vast, is just one piece of the puzzle. Choices, actions, and personal responsibility play a massive role in determining one's path. And as much as we as mentors or leaders want to steer our team towards success, ultimately their journey is in their hands. So I guess in conclusion, while the escape room business revolves around solving puzzles, human nature and personal growth are perhaps the most intricate puzzle of all. So I guess here's to celebrating growth, learning from our missteps and always, always striving to be the best version of ourselves. Next up, I wanted to talk about another issue that we unfortunately faced, which was being hacked. The issue began back at the end of December last year, where we noticed that some slots in the evenings were sitting in baskets, but then not getting booked. We weren't sure what to think. Maybe someone was indecisive. Maybe a staff member just wanted to go home early. Who knows? But it progressed, and soon enough, there were more and more evenings where a whole bunch of our evening or primetime slots were all just sitting in baskets, but no one booking. It was at this time we raised it with our booking system, Resolver. Initially, they didn't take much interest in it. However, it quickly got worse and worse, and its nefarious actions became apparent. Someone using an automated bot by abusing Resolver's API was blocking all of our primetime slots so that customers couldn't book anything. By doing so, their hopes would be that as it showed we didn't have anything available, I guess that they would go elsewhere. It became apparent that this was the work of either another escape room company or perhaps a company on their behalf, which was gutting and, to be honest, heartbreaking. Now, the booking system started to take it seriously, and it turns out we weren't the only company um, that this had affected. There were two companies affected out of all of Resolver's customers. And the two companies affected was us and one other escape room in Kent, which I guess helped narrow down the sites as to who it could be, but not solving the problem just yet. It became apparent that the security wasn't up to snuff and could easily be abused with the current version on the website. After speaking to one of the founders in a group call, it became clear how serious this was and they got to work fixing the issue. It worked for a little while and then yet again it started. By this time, it was February, March, and we'd been getting attacked for three months while losing thousands and thousands of pounds in lost bookings as customers couldn't book last minute. After lots of back and forth between fixed, not fixed, 
It seems that the issue was finally resolved, but at what cost? It caused us tens of thousands of revenue, stress, frustration, and ultimately we lost the loyalty that we had to Resolver for allowing this to happen to us. Our next segment is titled Handle With Care. So, you've set the stage, dim lighting, an air of mystery, props that look like they've been plucked straight out of a movie set. But as the excitement mounts and adrenaline kicks in, not all of the items in the room fare well. Today, dear listeners, we're diving into escape rooms from a different angle, the tales of accidental breakages and the balance of creating an immersive and yet durable experience. Grab your fragile stickers, this is going to be a bumpy ride. So first up, we have a symphony of shatters. Let's set the scene, a group racing against the clock, inadvertently knocks over an ancient looking vase. Crash! The sound is deafening, but the reaction's even more so. A mix of shock, guilt, maybe a nervous chuckle. Now, this might sound like a rare occurrence, but Ask any escape room owner and they'll tell you, accidents happen all the time. Intentional or not, while many of these mishaps are indeed accidental, a result of heightened excitement and urgency, there's the occasional visitor who, for reasons we'll never quite fathom, thinks that it's part of the game to force things open. Door doesn't budge? Try kicking it. Box doesn't open? Maybe smashing it will help. Now, while we design our rooms for interaction and exploration, they're not exactly built to withstand, how shall we say, extreme enthusiasm. It's a balancing act. So how do escape room designers walk the tightrope of immersion and durability? It's a crafty balance. First of all is the choice of materials, opting for materials that look authentic, but ultimately are sturdy. For example, replace genuine glass with plexiglass replicas that can endure a little bit of rough handling. Then you can look at reinforced props. Items designed to be interacted with are often reinforced or anchored in place. This means that they can withstand more force than you'd expect. Now, the last one seems obvious, but clear instructions. Sometimes the key is clear communication. Signs or games masters mentioning no need to use force or if it doesn't open easily, you're on the wrong track, can ultimately help guide players. Or at least afterwards, they can say, I told you so. Now lastly, there's the cost of doing business. Of course, damages, repairs and replacements are somewhat baked into the escape room business model. But beyond the financial aspect, it's the disruption. Having to momentarily close a room or offer an experience that's a prop short, It's a continuous challenge to ensure every group gets the same thrilling, full-fledged adventure. So in conclusion, like running an escape room isn't just about the puzzles and themes. It's also about anticipating the unexpected and rolling with the punches, or in some cases, the crashes and smashes. As patrons, it's a reminder to treat the rooms with care. After all, the real challenge lies in the puzzles, not in the durability of the props. So next up, we'll then talk about adapting to the pandemic. Now, we've all heard the saying, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. But what happens when life throws a global pandemic your way? 
Well, today we'll have a look at the inspiring story of resilience, creativity, and pivoting in the face of unprecedented challenges. So buckle up as we journey through the birth of Don't Panic and the subsequent evolution of the entertainment center. Back in 2020, the world shifted. Let's rewind a bit. Early 2020, the world was gripped by COVID-19, a virus that turned our daily lives upside down. Social distancing, masks, lockdowns became the norm, and businesses everywhere, especially in the entertainment industry, faced a grim reality. How do you keep afloat when your entire model is based on people gathering in close quarters? Now, during the pandemic, we started working on our online escape rooms, which then developed into selling more escape room board games, and then regular board games, and then more different gifts and games. And that ultimately was the birth of Don't Panic. Amidst the chaos and uncertainty, the seed of an idea was planted. If customers couldn't come to escape rooms, what could be taken to them? We were able to sell these experiences via puzzle books that you could solve in the comfort and safety of your own home. But beyond retail, why stop there? The pandemic not only showed the vulnerabilities of businesses, but also illuminated opportunities. As restrictions eased, but the demand for safe entertainment persisted, the next evolutionary step was taken. The Entertainment Centre, a space designed with both fun and safety in mind, where families and friends could gather for a range of activities, ensuring that they could escape the world's worries, even if just for a few hours. Now, part of this all came down to adapting and thriving. The pandemic taught many lessons. One of the most poignant was the need for adaptability. It wasn't enough to just weather the storm. Businesses had to thrive and find a way to get through the downpour. By diversifying and being attuned to the customer's needs, the escape room model was not only preserved, but expanded upon. Now, as we look to the future, while no one could have predicted the turns our world took, it's clear that the adaptability, innovation, and a focus on community can pave the way forward. The Don't Panic store and the entertainment center are not just products of the pandemic. They are symbols of perseverance and the passion for entertaining and encouraging people that me and Monique and the rest of our team have. So as we reflect on the past and look to the future, it's evident that while the world around us may change, the human spirits drive to find joy, to solve problems, and to connect with one another remains unyielding. So here's to more puzzles, more fun, and more resilience in the days to come, and hopefully not another pandemic. Now lastly, I wanted to talk about eyes on the prize about what our goals are as a company, and ultimately where we're at at the minute. Now what we're looking at with the Panic Room, where we strive so much to expand, develop, and look at different opportunities where we can. We want to ultimately become Kent's number one entertainment destination. So we're setting our sights on an ambitious target. Have you ever heard the phrase, go big or go home? Well, we're definitely not going home. Something I always say is that the Panic Room vehicle was never fitted with brakes. We're talking about becoming the prime entertainment hub of Kent. Yeah, you heard that right. So let's have a look at the journey of how the Panic Room is crafting our vision to become this number one destination for all things fun and entertainment. So one of the things to look at is London's lure. Like, first off, we get it. 
London, the big city lights, the allure of famous theatres and that unmistakable vibe. It's where most people think of when they want a slice of high quality entertainment. But we have a question. Why trek all the way up to London when the same, if not better, entertainment options can be right on your doorstep? It's about crafting unparalleled experiences. At the Panic Room, it's not just about games and challenges. It's about crafting an experience. We're on a mission to give every visitor a memory that lasts a lifetime. From the moment you step in, you're not just a guest. You're part of an adventure, a story, a moment that's specially curated just for you. And speaking of experiences, we have some electrifying news to share. This December, get ready to unleash your inner rock star or pop icon because we're introducing, drumroll please, private karaoke rooms. That's right. Whether you're a shower singer or perhaps even maybe the next big thing, our rooms accommodating up to 10 people will be the perfect spot to belt out your favourite tunes with friends and family. And who knows, we might just discover Kent's next big singing sensation right in our very own karaoke rooms. The idea of what we're trying to do is to change mindsets. Our goal is clear. We want to shift the paradigm. When folks in Kent think of entertainment, we want the panic room to be the first thing that pops into their minds. Not London. Why spend time commuting and dealing with the hustle and bustle of the city when world-class entertainment awaits you right here in Gravesend? Now, we've got a big vision. The bigger picture. We're continually innovating and adding new attractions and pushing boundaries to ensure the panic room isn't just an escape room. It's an all-encompassing entertainment powerhouse. Our aim is that when people in Kent plan a day out, a date night, or a weekend activity, they don't think twice. The Panic Room will be their go-to destination, and hopefully for many more years to come. So, eyes on the prize, dear listeners. It's not just about becoming Kent's number one entertainment hub. It's about revolutionising entertainment itself. The journey is long, filled with notes of melodies, adventures, and thrills. But with you by our side, we're confident the future is bright and melodious. Until then, keep those vocal cords ready and your excitement high because the panic room is ready to change the game yet again. So, that about wraps it up today for our episode of Locked in a Podcast. I've been your host, Alex Suter. Thank you very much for listening. Please make sure to like, follow, or review on whichever platform that you choose to listen to. It all helps every step of the way. So until next time, just remember, don't panic. Don't panic.